This is the Scale with Psychology podcast, where you're going to optimize your psychology to exponentially scale your business and become the ultimate version of yourself. I'm your host, Ani Manian, widely known as the Mind Whisperer and trusted advisor and psychedelic therapist to the world's top entrepreneurs and leaders. And I believe that entrepreneurship is a mental game. And the main constraint in any business is not the strategies and tactics, but the psychology of the founder. And with each episode, I'm going to help you take your life in business to levels you never thought possible. If you're ready to play the game of life and business in God mode, then this is the podcast for you. With me today on this inaugural conversation of Entrepreneurs Rising is Oksana, Oksana Romanyuk. She is the CEO of Remote Rockstars. And today we're going to be kicking off this series where I'm going to be having inspiring conversations with forward-thinking impact makers, change makers, visionaries, people who are making a difference in the world, even when it seems like right now the world's falling apart. Um, this is something that is very, very near and dear to my heart and to my work, which are pretty much one and the same. Um, I believe that our consciousness, our thinking, our being informs everything in our life from our business to our relationships to our health to our you know the degree to which we are successful wealthy happy fulfilled literally everything and this this is our way of bringing some positivity some light some hope and some optimism into the world um when when you as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, as a leader might be experiencing a lot of uncertainty, you might be feeling um, a loss of control. You might be feeling like your business, your success, your livelihood, your entire life is at the mercy of factors beyond your control. And the rug sort of feels like it's been pulled out from underneath you. So this is going to be... Um, a snappy, tight, unscripted, high-intensity conversation. And I invite you to engage with me on the comments and invite you to engage with, uh, with Oksana here as well. Um, so without further ado, Oksana, hello and yes. welcome. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. I feel so honored to be your guest here on the Entrepreneurs Rising um broadcast and just to be talking to you too we always have amazing conversations and so i'm just really glad that now we have the space to kind of like share our thoughts um with each other with the audience and um just kind of like talk through what's happening in the world what's happening in our respective industries and um what we can do to just kind of like stay sane and keep sane Love it. So the genesis of this conversation was actually not very long ago. It was, I think, less than 30, 24 hours ago. And yes. what, what really inspired this was the way we connected in terms of how we're both responding to the situation. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there's a lot of people out there. There's a lot of businesses affected by what's currently happening in the world. Um, where it seems like we're potentially on the brink of a recession. Um, there's pandemonium, there's panic, and there's a lot of fear. And yet we had an incredibly upbeat conversation. Um, and you, your bullishness in terms of your business 
and the state of business in general um, is something that really resonated with me. So why don't we start there? Like, how are you feeling right now in terms of your business? What's changed? What's been affected? And mm-hmm. what does this look like for you? Yeah, so actually a very good question because I would like to give a little bit more introduction if, um, to Remote Rockstars. So I'm the founder of the company that provides online business management support and virtual assistance as well to online entrepreneurs and business owners, small to medium-sized companies nationwide. So, of course, I am noticing kind of like the effects of the chaos and panic and maybe some hesitation and confusion um, that the whole, you know, kind of like uh, turbulent time right now and the challenging time is causing to everyone. And so I'm actually able to see who is really prepared as far as like the business practices that they have in place, their processes and systems, their confidence in the services that they deliver and the mission that they are delivering to the world. And then I see others who um, are kind of just like more prone to this like panic state of mind and uh, who maybe just need a little bit of support and help and love and compassion as far as like supporting them in these uh, trying times. And so among the virtual assistants and the online business managers, I'm also noticing Here's that everyone is focused on surviving, but there's actually a lot of opportunity out there right now to, to actually be thriving. And I've never seen such a collective uprising of support in the world um, ever before. We're seeing people open up their programs, people offering resources, people... Um, everyone seems to be going live and offering support. Um, there's, you know, in Austin, um, one of my friends, Ron Lynch, created a group, I think, a few days ago, and it's got 50,000 members already, yeah. um, mm-hmm. which is solely designed to help people and offer things um, where people are really in need. So, so the... The, the first shift that I want to talk about is the shift from the individual to the collective. Yes. Um, you know, a lot of my work is in at the intersection of business, psychology, spirituality, and neuroscience. Mm-hmm. And something that I'm seeing is that, you know, we as a species need to be operating as a collective. We need to be supporting each other. We need to be connected. We need to be safe. Um, we need to feel that safety in, in a relational context. And that is when we, th- we thrive as a species. Mm-hmm. And what this situation is doing is that it's creating the conditions where we have to band together to survive. Because if we act as individuals, if we do whatever we want, if we go out and you know, disobey the common sense of staying you know, indoors in lockdown, um, we will infect other people or we'll get infected and that doesn't help anyone. So the first thing is there is almost um, a, a mandate for collective thinking that is that is being offered to us. So this is the first of the many gifts that I see in this entire situation. The second thing that I'm seeing is um, entrepreneurs, a lot of my clients, you know, when, when they first came to me, they... Um, were trapped in the cycle of doing, 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 doing. And any kind of self-care, any time, kind of time off, any kind of just taking space to just think or be 
was very, very difficult for them to do. They experienced a lot of guilt. They experienced um, sort of a pull to never stop. And, you know, hustle and grind is so glorified in this world, especially in entrepreneurship, um, that the second gift that I'm seeing here is the opportunity to actually pause, is to press pause on whatever is going on. It's to take a minute, maybe a day, maybe a week, to really pause and reflect, um, to see the big picture, to zoom out and really consider the strategy of where you're going, where your business is going, what's happening in the market, what's happening in the world. Um, and it's, it's an officially mandated house arrest um, and it's an opportunity. It's a huge gift for entrepreneurs. Um, the third thing I think that you said is that there's a lot of very talented, very skilled, very hardworking people who are being laid off. They're, you know, I think airlines have started laid off, laying off people, yeah. um, hotel chains. Travel's been the heaviest hit. The bars, restaurants, coffee yeah. shops, local, you know, local businesses, hospitality mm -hmm. is also very heavily hit. All of these people are going to be looking for work. All of these people are going to be considering entrepreneurship, which means there is going to be a huge boom in entrepreneurship. People starting online businesses at home. And when people do that, they need support. They need other people to help them get started. They need other people to help them, you know, with guidance, with advice, with strategy, with what to do. Um, everything from picking a niche to expressing their skills online so they can trade that for money um, to growing that to, you know, literally this entire, um, the, the impact of all these layoffs is going to be an additional um, influx of people into the entrepreneurship space. And that's going to actually spur a lot of demand. Um, for from other entrepreneurs who are well positioned to help them and you know in any time of crisis there is also opportunity and there's a lot of stuff going around on social media where um, you know I think Elon Musk and Airbnb and um, even Steve Jobs like made huge leaps into um, into success and growth and brought very massive pioneering ideas to life in times of recession, in times of, in times of crisis. So let's switch gears for a second and let's talk about the thinking because our thinking is what is responsible for our results, right? The way we mm -hmm. think, it, it directly influences and contributes to how we feel and what we feel. And mm -hmm. if you're running a business, if you're a leader and and there's people looking to you, looking up to you, uh, looking to you for guidance. The thing is that if you're in panic, you're missing, you're not only missing a huge opportunity, but you're doing a lot of damage to your immune system. If you're in fear, mm -hmm. it's the same thing. And I might do a different live on the neurobiology of fear, of all of these you know, internal emotions. But let's talk a little bit about the thinking. So what kind of thinking is serving you really well right now and what kind of thinking have you really worked hard to not put your attention to? Mm -hmm. um, this is such a great question because what comes to mind is the very third point that you just mentioned is the opportunity. And the opportunity here is not in the sense of 
well, let's just get greedy and make money on this um, unfortunate situation. It's actually more the opportunity of supporting each other and boosting each other and cheering each other up to, you know, maybe pursue some new things like you were saying with the with the virtual assistants or any type of virtual and online remote work. And so this is basically what I see right now as far as like the um, like the mindset, the thinking that um, basically like these are the kind of like the the thoughts and the emotions that go through my head every day um, that I'm already in the virtual assistance world world, and uh, basically supporting anyone who is just an aspiring virtual assistant, for instance, who is just entering the online space. And it's basically boosting their confidence as far as like, yes, they do have the skill set. People who come from corporate, uh, from the corporate world or people who are just, you know, like used to kind of like the customer service jobs or anything. All of that can actually be done online. It's um, also kind of like the thinking as far as you can also stay connected to people online, virtually. I know that there are a lot of corporate teams who are just so used to you know, swiveling their chair and turning around and just talking to their coworker because they're in the same physical space. Um, I would just invite people to create Zoom rooms and conference rooms where you can still work side by side. Um, it's just going to be in the online space. I know it's different. And at the same time, it can be uniting and it can be a connection that you establish online. So um, that type of thinking as far as like, yes, there are adjustments, Yes, we have to adapt to what is happening right now. And there is so much still positivity and support like uh, to each other, towards each other in everything that we do, be it just, you know, staying with each other in the, in the online space or sharing your skills and uh, um, expertise with someone who is just starting out and entering the space. Beautiful. You know, something that another thing that I'm seeing is that there is a there is a drive in us that seeks to control and as entrepreneurs we thrive on feeling like we have control right we like controlling every aspect of our business um a lot of entrepreneurs end up being control freaks because you know they use their business to feel like they're in control and this entire situation is actually teaching entrepreneurs around the world surrender Yep. And surrender is very interesting because, you know, it feels very scary. Yeah. It feels very scary to not have control. Mm-hmm. So how is this manifesting in your business? And what can you share in terms of how you're approaching um, things right now from a place of surrender rather than from a place of control? This is actually such a great question because I can kind of like approach this question about fear and surrender um, from both sides as far as like what I'm seeing with the, our clients at Remote Rockstars and what is happening in the virtual assistant OBM community. And so talking about um, the types of clients that we serve, as far as it, it is actually, I am noticing that it's hard for some people to surrender and just to trust at, like what's happening and that everything is going to be all right. And the fear I feel just comes from, um, again, changing your ways of working, of thinking, of interacting with everyone on a daily basis, and also of delivering the services. For instance, switching from 
um, especially if an, an event planning, for instance, and the one-on-one work, one -on -one work in the physical space is, part, is a big part of your business, then switching that to the online and digital space and maybe unfamiliarity with Zoom or not knowing how BeLive works, right? And um, Or maybe not knowing that Skype for business is also a good alternative to Zoom where everyone in their is right now is on Zoom, so it might be crashing a little bit. So, But there are other alternatives. Um, to establishing that video connection with your clients, um, with anyone who, basically with your followers and your audience. So um, I feel like just the uh, the level of adjustment and changing your habits maybe is kind of like the factor of fear that comes with that. And then on the virtual assistant at the OBM side, it's mainly um, being afraid that your client is going to leave you and that they're going to start um, going towards a much leaner business where you are not part of that, you know, of that growth and that success anymore. And that could be scary too. And at the same, or maybe um, starting to like really offer heavy discounts as far as like your hourly rates and your retainers far beyond the 20 to 10% that I just mentioned earlier. And um, so that means that that kind of just like leads a little bit to the undervaluing really your worth and um, your expertise and professionalism. So, so that's kind of like another side of it, right? Just um, being afraid of losing clients and the surrender here comes to the fact of being confident in the expert that you are and the value that you bring in supporting the business owners and online entrepreneurs and anyone who you're working with, authors, motivational speakers. Um, so anyone in the online space. And so the surrender here, I feel like really is connected closely to the level of that professional confidence that you have um, and the value that you bring. Yeah, really well said. You know, let's switch gears and talk a little bit about, oh, I just touched my face. That's a no-no. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, let's talk a little bit what about, about the hair. Oh, the <laughs> hair is key. Um, you have a lot more of it than I do. <laughs> Let's well, talk. it doesn't matter. Both looks great. Yeah, I I miss I I miss my long hair sometimes on days like this. Um, let's talk a little bit about what we see people doing really well. Um, mm -hmm. So you know what it may seem all doom and gloom, but you know, funny enough, my clients are actually this is when they're stepping on the gas pedals. I have mm -hmm. several clients doing multi-million dollar launches. I have yeah. others who are you know finishing books, they're starting podcasts, they're just using this time to really kick things into high gear when everyone else is, you know, losing hope and losing momentum. Um, to me, this is the prime time for entrepreneurship. Entrepreneurs are whom, um, you know, the people responsible for getting economies out of recession. You know, that's what we do. Mm -hmm. And we're the ones who have the capacity to do what it takes when everyone else is scared shitless. So what are some examples, uh, maybe amongst your clients, maybe amongst in your community that you're seeing, that's a really great example of what people can do in these trying times? <coughs> well, it's so interesting, actually. This is such a great question. And the thing that you mentioned about launches is that I know a few um, big names and um, some of, well, most of them are actually like really influential, brilliant people who are not afraid of what's happening. And uh, 
in the sense that they know the value of the work that they do and how much support it brings to so many that they touch and impact. Um, and some of the names that come to mind just right now is Celina Su and Impacting Million. So her launch is going full speed. She's the PR and marketing strategist. And again, her work is brilliant. And more than ever, um, businesses, small businesses, startups, and maybe businesses who have been in the industry for a long time, online entrepreneurs need that support as far as like what their media messaging is. And so her course is amazing for this. And then Lisa Johnson just released the Resilience Summit. And uh, um, she's also in the middle of her uh, launch in London, UK. Again, just amazing work that she does and the support that she provides. So I feel like when you're really committed to your mission and you know exactly the value of your services and your offerings, there is no fear that there is not going to be need for that. And especially right now that you kind of like have like captive audience in a way, um, the people who are at home, they are looking for personal and professional development, uh, be it personal more like on the coaching side and maybe doing this one-on-one -on -one meetings uh, over Zoom or participating in some type of like a professional course if you know, you're already part of like the CPR world and impacting millions, Selena too, and um, kind of like bettering your media visibility and presence online. Like all of that is still so valuable because what's happening right now is temporary. Your business, your vision, your dreams, and your mission are permanent. Your impact is so important. So um, I feel like it still is a very good idea to keep investing in, in that and do what you do with the same commitment and loyalty to your clients and your audience. So that's just kind of like my vision and Love take it. on this. What is, I feel like, your take on as far as like the entrepreneurship, like that side of the world? Yeah, you know, I think this is potentially the single biggest opportunity of our lifetime. Um, everything's on sale as far as you know, business tools and business um, support services go. It's, you know, Facebook ad costs are much lower. There is yes. way less competition in the market. Um, stocks are on sale, everything's on discount. Um, you know, from my perspective, the people who actually have a real product that is solving a problem for, you know, consumers, are the ones who are sitting very comfortably right now. The people who are mm -hmm. selling stuff that was, you know, uh, a nice to have or a discretionary purchase or something that's non-essential, they're the ones who I see really struggling. So if you're an entrepreneur and you're worried about, you know, people buying what you're selling, the question you should be asking is, how can I actually solve the problems that people are facing right now? It's not right. about selling more about, of what you have. It's, and this has always been true, but it's even more true right now because people are, you know, there's some people who are concerned about their finances and they're, you know, being a little more discretionary in terms of how they spend. So I see this as a massive culling. Most people who are, you know, entrepreneurs or who are offering stuff um, and who are getting by before will not be able to do so for very long. And mm -hmm. the people who are genuinely adding value, who are delivering the kind of customer experience, who are delivering the kind of support, who are delivering the kind of, you know, client astonishment and value that people 
it really makes a difference. They're the ones who are actually going to do better. And so that's one. I think the second thing is entrepreneurship for me is a long-term game. It's not a short-term game. So even whatever happens in the next one, two, three, four, and obviously if you are in the hospitality industry, this doesn't apply um, because it's a different situation and you typically don't have enough um, you know, cash to sustain yourself for more than a few months. And that's the other thing. People who didn't prioritize cash are going to crash, right? The people who are worried are the ones who don't have the cash to meet operating expenses. And they're the ones who are panicking because their ability to make cash in the short term has been severely impacted. The ones who planned, who are actually you know, involved in their books, their, um, their financial management is sound, and they have the reserves to ride through the next, you know, one month, two months, five months, six, whatever this may end up being, they're the ones who are actually using this time to plan for the long term. So a question as an entrepreneur you can ask yourself is, what's my 10-year vision, right? It helps the brain defocus the short-term fear and refocus into the long term. Because if you're running a business, it has to be a long-term play. Short-term businesses, it, it's really hard to sustain that. It's a constant cycle of ups and downs. Um, business has to be a long-term game. We have to be in the game of um, you know, using compound interest to our advantage mm -hmm. because our value in our business accrues um, over time. And over time, the ROI is huge. In you know, it takes a lot of starting capital, much less so these days, but it does take a significant amount of um, effort, time, energy, and cash. Um, and you know, if you're thinking about it as how do I profit from this, you know, in the immediate term, it's going to be very challenging. So, I urge mm -hmm. you to find the intersection between humanity and opportunity, right? We don't want to be opportunistic, but we do want to see the opportunity because there's always going to be an opportunity to add value to people who are struggling, who are suffering, who have challenges that they need help with. And I would say if you're an entrepreneur or if you have ideas of being an entrepreneur, you have a moral and ethical obligation right now to go out there and sell, to mm -hmm. go out there and sell because the marketplace is a great truth teller, right? If, if you are actually selling something of value that helps people, they will buy and the market will respond by exchanging money with you. And if you're selling something that is maybe not that valuable, the market's not going to accept that and it's not going to buy that and you're not going to make money off of it. So there is a, an inherent um, system of checks and balances built into the marketplace, which is even more so true right now. So I think with the level of opportunity and support that's available out there right now, um, there's really no excuse to play victim, right? I have kind of like a quick question um, in regards to the opportunity. And um, I, I completely agree with you. The economy should still keep going. And we, I feel like it's our responsibility right now to just like to support the economy as much as we can. And um, so what about the feeling of guilt? And this is what I've heard from a few of our clients and my colleagues 
um, who feel guilty to keep offering their services or to launch some a new product. And um, so how, what, what, what's kind of like your support around this or just like, what are you thinking? Like, what can they do to just feel better about their offer and the impact that they can create? Yeah, this is, you know, I'm seeing this too. Um, people feel bad and, you know, that's where guilt comes from because they feel like they're depriving someone of their money, mm-hmm. right? And that is a fundamental, um, that's a fundamental self-absorption, mm-hmm. to be honest, right? Because when we're guilty, we are concerned about ourselves we need especially right now we need to shift our orientation from ourselves to our customers Mm -hmm. and we need to be extra 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 obsessed with our customers so if we can do something if we can offer something that solves a problem that our customers have that our prospects have we have an ethical responsibility to do that and there has to be an exchange of value for that. And that's why we charge. Um, and so the guilt comes from this idea that by offering something, by selling something, they're taking something away from those people, from their customers. Mm-hmm. But it's actually not true if we're offering something that's equal value. So yeah. the way to get through this is to really understand and really articulate the value that you're providing with your products and services mm-hmm. and really show how the, the, the exchange is equal or better, mm-hmm. right? Because we, what we want is for things to be a win-win. If I, buy, if I go to a coffee shop and spend five bucks on a cup of coffee, I'm establishing an equivalency between the money I'm paying and the, the utility, the marginal utility of the coffee. Right. I'm, I'm saying that I I'm happy to give five dollars to get the, the, the caffeine boost from this cup of coffee. And by doing so, I'm going to be able to be more productive or more focused or, you know, perform better. And to me, that's an equal exchange. Right. Now, imagine if the, coffee, the, the barista would feel guilty about taking my money. Yeah. Right. In a coffee shop, when we think about guilt, I mean, it's, it seems a little ludicrous. But for entrepreneurship, particularly online entrepreneurship, especially at this time, especially selling high-end products and services, guilt comes in. Mm-hmm. And so we need to defocus from ourselves and refocus on our customers. Mm-hmm. Because when when we're locked in this obsession with ourself, then it's this me, 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 my needs, my services, my business, my bank account, my everything, right? And it keeps us from seeing real opportunity. It keeps us from seeing the actual things that our customers and our market needs from us. It keeps us from tu- fine-tuning and tweaking what we're selling to really match and really align with what people really need right now. That's so true. And, you know, I have maybe like kind of like a silly example, but once I was talking to one of the entrepreneurs and she was saying that I sell delicious ice cream. 
everyone wants my ice cream. It's creamy. It has different flavors. And it just kind of like fits, um, you know, her audience that is kind of like looking for that particular type of ice cream. And she's like, I want everyone to have my ice cream. <laughs> so you exactly. can just imagine that. I, 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 of course, like that's more of kind of like on a superficial level. But um, there's just like so much brightness and there's so much lightness in this example, I feel like. And uh, that's just kind of like her way of thinking and being committed to, um, to what she offers and her gifts and her impact that she's making on the world. <laughs> Love it. And I think that's the word of the day, commitment, mm-hmm. because this is going to test our levels of commitment. That's true. This is going to test how much we care. This is going to test how badly we want to help to serve this is going to test how committed we are to our business, to our purpose, to our mission. And so I really appreciate you demonstrating commitment to your community, to your business, to your clients, um, and to the country by helping the GDP one client at a time and for showing up today and sharing um, you know, your side of things and what's happening for you. I think it's really invaluable. Um, can you share where people can find you, whether it's VAs who are looking for potential employment, whether it's you know business owners who want to connect with you to use your services? Absolutely, yes. And I just wanted to say that it is my honor to really serve the community of the business owners and online entrepreneurs and to be in their space and to be kind of the witness of their growth and success. And also, um, it's, it's a privilege to work with lots of talented people who are in the remote world. And so if you have any questions about starting out and launching your VA business, you're an aspiring virtual assistant, feel free to find me at Remote Rockstars Club. So this is a Facebook group um, that I created. Or just reach out to me through the website, Just Remote Rockstars. And um, also, if you are the business owner who needs support for your thriving business and maybe is looking to start a virtual team, maybe switch from the physical environment to the remote work um, or to the remote team, and you're just not sure exactly how to make that transition. Um, So also feel free to find me at Remote Rockstars Club on Facebook or through the Remote Rockstars website. Um, And thank you so much for having, having me. Entrepreneurs Rising. Yes. Love this fireside chat and love spending time with you. And also so thankful and grateful that you are creating this space for these conversations to happen. Thank you. And thank you, Oksana. This has been truly delightful. Um, Have an amazing day and I'll see you soon. Yes. Love you so much. Love you too. (laughs) See ya. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you found value, please consider leaving a five-star review to allow the show to reach more people or share this episode via your social media channels. If you're an entrepreneur and want support in exponentially scaling your business, email me at ani at animanian.com. Ani